Escaping the Odds podcast is a movement of freedom in the physical and financial sense. We highlight people who bounce back from prison by switching hustles and a mindset. See, business has always been a part of my DNA. I just went about it the wrong way, which sent me to federal prison for nine years. I'm bringing out dope stories of triumph that's meant to inspire and educate to take you to the next level. And no matter where we come from or come from under, we can set ourselves free and escape the odds. What's up, y'all? Thank y'all for tuning in to Escaping the Odds. I'm your host, Aaron Smith. We got some dope stories for y'all today. Formerly incarcerated men and women who are now entrepreneurs. Let's get it. Thank you all for all of the support. Escaping the Odds, really, really, really appreciate it. But I would really appreciate if you all continue to subscribe and review. Review, review, review my podcast on Apple, iHeartRadio, especially Apple. iHeartRadio, Spotify, Pandora, Stitcher, Anchor.fm. I'm trying to shoot it to the moon, y'all. Let's get these stories out here. Escaping the Odds, Opportunities Over Penitentiaries. We continuing to unlock freedom. Thank y'all. Welcome, welcome everybody to Escaping the Odds podcast. I am your host, Aaron Smith, and I got a good brother here with me today. Um, dope story, Jerry Boney, web developer, uh, spent a significant time incarcerated. So we're going to get into his whole life backstory and pretty much how he has become the man he has become today uh, with his web development business. What's going on, brother? How you doing? Nothing, man. Just chilling, man. Happy to be here, man. I appreciate you definitely coming, man. We we met at a uh, small business development uh, workshop, and I was going around working the room, networking, and I came across his brother, not even expecting to meet anyone to be a guest on the podcast. Well, it just so happened, you know, you were also an entrepreneur such as myself and had spent some time incarcerated. So I'm like, wow, okay, would you come on the show? So I'm grateful that you um, accepted the invite to the show, man. And so let's rock and roll, man. So pretty much... What was your whole introduction to the criminal justice system? Let's, well, first and foremost, let's talk about your backstory. I know okay. that you are originally from Brooklyn, New York, but you spent some time. You came here as, as a teenager, so right. let's get into that. Yeah, originally I'm from Brooklyn, New York. Um, my parents are immigrants. They're okay. from Haiti. Um, they came here. They had me, um, my sister. Um, and basically, I grew up in the inner city of Brooklyn. I'm going to public schools. Um, for the most part, I did really good in school, but I got into trouble. I got into a lot of fights. I was okay. getting picked on. Um, then eventually, fast forward to like teenage years, I started really escalating into trouble. I was getting I was getting into more fights. I even got arrested a few times as a teenager. Okay. Um, so my mother and my father, they kind of split up. Like around like 14, 13, and then after that, my mom was on her own, single, single mom. My dad was where he was at. Okay. Um, just me, my mom, my sister. So she said decided to move to Chicago. And this is where like her like 
a family is at when it comes to like her sisters and um and she has support here so she came here and she yeah. lived with them for a while long enough to buy a home okay um so on the south side west side well first we started off on the south suburb south Harlem. so okay. i went thorn ridge for a year okay and then after that we moved to the city because she had a sister in the city so i went to bogan for a year and okay. i lived in in the city with my auntie, me and my sister. My mom lived with her sister. And then eventually we moved out and she bought a house. And I was still going to Bogan, but um, a family friend knew the principal at Chaz. And that, that was like a better school, a magnet right. school. And right. they pulled some strings to get me in. Okay. And then so I was able to transfer from Bogan to Chaz. And then um, eventually I was there but I was still getting into trouble I right, met yeah. people I connected for some reason I was just drawn to that and I just right. kept drunk well, what do you think that was that make you drawn to the, to the street life like I that? think it was excitement okay. um, being able to get girls make, make some money Okay, well, that's where the action at that's right. where things are actually happening in a classroom I mean it's cool but it's boring I mean yeah. school is kind of easy you just really just memorizing information and putting it back on paper they're not really teaching us stuff to okay. you know that's really going to take us forward and I felt like I got good lessons from the streets and I learned hard lessons so like okay. that's what I, I just wanted to be where the action is at exactly. <laughs> that's yeah. pretty much you know so so talk about that um that first encounter with the uh, with law with the law enforcement as far as to incarceration because I know you did right you got sentenced to 14 years. Yep. So let's let's speak on that. Yeah, so I got sentenced 14 years for armed robbery. Okay, how old were you when you got locked up? Um, I was just turned 18 when I got locked up. Okay. And then... First time in the system. First time in... Well, I got arrested um, when I was 13. Right. But I didn't... I made it to the station. I got picked up at the station. Okay. So well, first time, like, real, real, real issues and yeah. actually going to yeah. the penitentiary yeah, the whole the, nine, the yeah, process. The whole, yes. Okay. And, and it was real and it was like... I would say a traumatic experience looking back because of the stuff that they put you through, even though it didn't, it, it just felt real hard right. at certain points in the beginning and towards the end. But there's moments where you feel it and there's moments where you don't. Um, but I got guilt, uh, found guilty for, not found guilty, but I copped out for 14 years okay. for an armed robbery charge. No they, boot camp, no nothing? Like they I, didn't try to give well, you any kind of a well, suspended sentence? How it happened was I caught a, I caught a charge, I caught an armed robbery um, with a buddy of mine well, we're not cool anymore, but caught a charge with him and then bonded out. My mom, she came up with the money to bond me out. Okay. And then seven months later, I caught another charge, which made me look bad to the state's attorney. Because at first, while I was out on bond, I was doing good. I was going to a trade school. Right. They saw that I was, you know, serious about a change. Yeah. They didn't, it wasn't just something I was just saying just to try to, you know, get less of time or get a, light, a slap on the wrist. But when I caught that second charge, it really made them seem like, this is what I do. Right, okay. Um, but the second time that I got caught, it was, I was really with somebody that was kind of like a, a, a loose cannon that okay. I, I, I was warned not to be with and I just ended up hanging with him anyway. Okay. Um, but And then I ended up catching another armed robbery. Yeah. And he really did it on his behalf, but he's somewhere doing like 50 years now. He's gone. Okay. But um, he ended up, you know, we both ended up going down for armed robbery. He, right. he copped out. I copped out for my charge and then I did seven years straight in there. Okay. And then, so what was that whole experience like? It's the first time felon going to a state joint in Illinois. The first time it was really crazy because going through the process of county, going through like what they call the, the, the 
the the genital doctor yeah. <laughs> where they test for syphilis and stuff right, like yeah. that. That was crazy. That was a very bad experience. Also, being in the bullpens, being hungry, right. uh, thirsty. You don't want to drink from the fountain. Somebody's throwing up in the corner. Right. That's a fiend. That's sick. Um, people fighting. Officers, you know, clocking dudes, um, abusing their power. And then, you know, that was like the county. But when you get to you know, the penal institution, prison, it's a little bit more calmer. Right. I mean, it's tension. But people got their time. People got their time. their time. Yeah, they yeah. settle in their time. They got their outdate. They got commissary, got TV. Yeah, pacifiers. Um, you know, pacifiers. Right. So you could do your time. And then, um, but for the most part, like, I blew my time doing going to school and working out. Okay. That helped me pass time. Okay. Um, I did get into troubles. I did get into a few fights. Um, I think I... Cause I was young and just had a lot of energy, yeah, and just was all over the place. I just needed to be out. I was 19, 20, I was young, so I would get into like debates, arguments, and then it would escalate to fights, right? You know, just being young and exactly, you know, being locked up. And then, uh, but for the most part, I used that time to educate myself. I right. talked to a lot of older cats that gave me advice. Um, I, I read a lot of books, I went through different stages, religious stages, spiritual stages. Yeah. Um, and I just kept going as I got out. I kept reading books. You know, I went to school. I, I enrolled in you um in in school. Cause when I got out actually college, yeah, right? Yeah, college. Cause okay. when I when I was locked up, I was going to school. Okay. And I earned enough credits when I got out to have a junior level status. Okay. So so, so basically you you got what they would be an equivalent of an associate's degree. Definitely. And a little bit more after that. Yep. Okay. I got a lot of like core subjects out the way and I got a lot of um, electives out the way and I could, I was really able to just focus on my major, which was business. That's what I chose when I, right. when I enrolled at, uh, yeah. well, first when I got out, I enrolled in Columbia because I wanted to be in the music industry. Exactly, yeah. And then once that didn't really pan out too well, I was spending money on studio time, mixing and mastering. I found, um, I wanted to go into business. So I yeah. enrolled in UIC. So I was doing business there, taking classes. But I still didn't know what I, if I really wanted to do business right. because did I didn't you, know I didn't know what type of job I was going to get. Let me ask you this. Did you have any, um, any hurdles when you got out as it relates to like your criminal background? Yes, I have. I had a lot of hurdles. Okay. Um, when it came to like getting a decent job. So... When I first got out, my first job I got was working at the Cheesecake Factory. Okay. That was a crappy job. It was being a dishwasher. And we would have to wash like hundreds and hundreds of dishes all right. day long. They right. stayed busy. Um, they had a, they have over 300 menu items. Yeah. And it's a lot of dishes coming in. And I'm only making $9 an hour. Right. Just enough to like pay my phone bill, car yeah. expenses. That's Did it. you ever think about like, I can go hit me a lick? Was that ever in your in your mindset, or oh, you were completely through with that with that lifestyle? I was really, really through with that lifestyle. Okay, so before you went to prison, or while you were incarcerated, I would say when I was in prison, I really made a mental transformation. Okay, like, and what I, was that like? It was basically like I would say like like damn, I can't do seven years. I can't do no more time and miss out on life. Right. Okay. Like as I I know people that are career criminals. And that's what they, they do. That's what back they do, forth, back yeah. and forth. And while I was incarcerated, I would see the same person come in and come out three, four times. Right. That was 
common. And I was like, why is this happening? And I don't want it to be me because I want to enjoy my years out here. I want to build something. I want to have something. I want to enjoy life because that's that's where it's at. Being in prison is not where it's at. And right. and um, but it was a, it was a hard road. Like I applied to so many jobs, um, I got turned around, I got rejected. I applied to Amazon yeah. uh, jobs. I went through orientation. You know, I was finna start. They told me I couldn't start because of my background. Um, and then um, you know, it was it was a hard road. Yeah. So how how did you get into tech? Okay, I so, know you took some courses while you were incarcerated as it relates to that, right? Well, I was in this technology program okay. that was going on at this uh, institution, but they had budget cuts and they okay. cut it short. But, you know, I was going to learn about tech, but okay. I really didn't get into tech until like when I was at UIC. Okay. Um. So when I was at UIC, um, I was figuring out what I wanted to do in my life because okay. I know I want to do business, but um, like, why am I going to school for business? Why am I learning and taking out all these loans? Am I going to get a job? So I looked up Web development. I kept hearing about web development, coding. Right. Before um, this, you had no experience at all with, no experience. with technology or building websites or none anything of, like that. Okay. None, none at all. Okay. So I found this free course on Udemy.com. Okay. And it said build a website in a week. And I literally built a website in a week, a basic website with HTML, CSS. That's like basic programming language for, for the web. It's not really a programming language. It's just a language for the browser to like make shit come alive on, on the web. You okay. Know? So... Um, and I loved it. I enjoyed it. And I wanted to learn more. So I started learning like JavaScript. Then I found WordPress, these different technologies to help you build websites. So WordPress was basically a way to build websites without having a code. So once I was able to do that, like I initially like a business opportunity because that's where my mindset was at. Like I can make money with this. I could probably even branch out on my own with this. And then my my first client I did for free it's non-profit because okay. I had to learn. Right. And then after I learned and like just kept going with it, my second client I got, I made like $200, my first website. Okay. And from then on, I was like, man, this is something I'm going to st- stick with. Right. And I, But I was still going to UIC, but at the same time, I was still like learning and pushing my skills. So what I decided was I wanted to like learn more. So I put it on hold for a little bit. So I went to changed my major at UIC from business to computer science. Okay. But I realized I had to take like a bunch of math classes and science classes and I took those. I was willing to do it. I took a programming class. I took a biology class and a pre-cal class. I got straight B's at it. But it was was a lot of work but I I was willing to do it. But then once I started learning more about the industry I realized I don't really need a computer science degree to do web development. I could go to a boot camp. Okay. So I I dropped out of college. Okay. And I went to a, a boot camp called Coding Temple for like .NET, C Sharp. That's a programming language for the web. Um, a lot of big corporations use it. And I went through a 10-week program. I took out a loan and went to the school. Yeah. Um, and I learned a lot. And then I was like one of the top people in the class because I already had prior experience learning about JavaScript. Okay. So I had like, which is similar to a lot of different programming languages. So like... I was really confident I was going to get a good job. Mm. But once I graduated and I was doing all these interviews, my background came up. I had a job to work at um, Northwestern uh, University. Okay. Um, managing all their, like, um, clubs. Like, if you have, like, a 
chess club, math club, glee okay. club, whatever type of organization that there is in that school, yeah. they have a website that needs to be managed. Okay. And the main technology was WordPress. I have experience. I did an interview with the guy over the phone that was, you know, the hiring manager. He loved me, wanted to see me in person. Yeah. I knew I was going to clinch it. But once my background came up in the, in the checks, the opportunity was gone. Right. So did they tell you they're not hiring you because of your background? Or? Yes. Okay. Yes, like they couldn't, like, because I was going through a staffing agency. Okay. That's who the school was working with. Right. So the staffing agency couldn't really represent me for legal reasons. Okay. You know, so then I was like left in the dark. It was very disappointing. Yeah. I put all this work in, all this time, all this money. Yeah. But I was able to get a contract because this professor hooked me up with somebody that he knew that was looking for somebody that to do like 20 hours a week. So like, that's how I got my start, like working with a, a company, right. a startup. Yeah. They had this technology for like um, nonprofits to help manage their systems and bring people on board. Um, and I worked there for like um, 90 days. Okay. I learned about, you know, little stuff on the back end. Yeah. I did a lot of front end, but they said it was going to hire me on, but they didn't get the funding. Okay. So I ended up having to like um, branch out on my own. So, so how has that been for you, branching out on your own? So after I left that situation with, with the startup, I just started freelancing on my own. Right. For some reason, I got a ton of drive yeah. and ambition to do it. And I started just calling random businesses all yeah. over the city, cold calling, coming up with a script, um, and reaching out to people. And I was able to generate three paid get three paid clients. Okay. Within the first week when I did it, okay. I was like, man, I got something here. Yeah. But there were other things that were factored in where it kind of threw me off course. Like I had, a, you know, a very up and down relationships, stuff right. with my, you know, personal issues, exactly, you know? Right. So like, it kind of threw me off. Right. Um, so I ended up putting it on pause and I just started looking for a job right. just to pay the bills. And then I found this program called IC Stars. Right. Um, it's a program to help minorities in tech. And then I found it at this workforce development center on 63rd, this dude named Rico, he put me on. But right. I didn't want to go to another boot camp because I already spent $10,000 at another boot camp. Yeah. But this one was different because it was like an internship and they pay you. Okay. So I applied and then I got in. Right. And then they put me through a four-month training program for business, technology, and leadership. And then after that, I went through the program and I had like three job offers. Okay. I was turning down job offers. Okay. And I went with this company, eventually called Red Foundry, mm -hmm. building mobile apps. And I did that for a year. So that's where you got a lot of your experience with Developing apps and things of that nature. Like, yeah. what what are some of the things that, for instance, I'm looking to, to build a website, right? We're going to work together on that. Right. Some of the tips that you would give people as it relates to when they want to design a website. I would think the first thing to keep in mind when designing a website, it's not a, it's not for you. It's for your users. It's for your customers. So think about what you want the user or the customer to do when they get on the site. Think about all the features, like do you want them to, you know, to fill out a form and uh, contact you? Do you want them to listen to your uh, audio or visual? Do you want them to purchase something? Just think about that. And also think about what type of emotional connection do you want to make? Because that's how you get people to buy. Mm -hmm. When they see your website, does it look good? Do you have a few websites in mind that look good that you wouldn't mind like using it as a starting point. Okay. Like you like little pieces you could put here and there and make something unique that stands yeah. out for your brand. So those things are the, that you need to think about. Um, 
but it's really easy to get a website up. Now, hosting is relatively cheap. To get What's a, hosting? Hosting is basically where your website lives on a computer 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Okay. In a big, like, warehouse. All right. That's that's the web. And it's connected by, like, um, a bunch of uh, signals and stuff like that without right. getting too technical. So that's all hosting is. And you could get hosting relatively cheap. Right. Um, so what, maybe 10 bucks a month? Yeah, you get something for, like, five bucks, 10 bucks a month. Okay. Some of them, like, first year, I get it for, like, 11, month, 11 okay. bucks for the first year. And then after that, it's 60 Bucks for the following year, you okay. know. So it's different. Like they they always got different prices and different discounts. One of the things I always tell people is to even when you have an idea for a business, is to um, purchase a domain name. Right. Get that dot com out the way. Definitely. That way, I think a lot of people overlook that, and I always say it's your virtual real estate. Yes. So you want to be able to get that because it's one thing to create a business and you up and running, and you decide to. Get that dot com, xyz.com, right. it's not available now. Right. Right. And, or someone's trying to sell it to you for yeah. $20,000. Exactly. It's a popular name now. Yeah. So I always say that's like a, that's like the start. Like yeah. I've had escaping the odds.com for about a year now. Right. And we're going to work on developing that. Right. So it's already, it's the, already the, the, the virtual real estate is already there. Right. It just has to get built on just like a piece of property exactly. in real life. Yeah. And so uh, take us through that whole process of, like building that website, like you sitting down with me, um, what are some of the things that that you're asking me? Okay. Like to, to build a, a great product, right? Okay. Well, as it relates to like uh, search engine optimization, things right. of that nature. Okay, so cool. So the first thing I would ask you is like, of course, what do you want people to do when they get on the site? Right. Um, how many pages do you want? Okay. Um, more pages, more money though, right? More pages, more money. Okay. Um so like each page, I got you know certain rates depending on what you want. Um, if it's not too complex, you know it's kind of lower. If it's more complex, it's kind of higher. Um, but the process is basically, I would ask you like, who's your target demo? Okay. Who do you sell to? Like, do you have a few websites in mind? Um, like, just I want to see like, do you have a logo? Yeah. If you don't have a logo, we gotta you know get that taken care of. Probably connect you with somebody that can build something for you. Um, yeah. um, so it's basically just asking you a bunch of questions about your website and yeah. what problems you have. Because really, at the end of the day, I'm a problem solver. I'm a web developer, but I'm also solving problems, and it's usually a marketing problem mm. for for small business owners. Okay. You, you want to get to people that's on the web. You need a website. You need to communicate what product you're selling, what service you're selling. And what cause you're promoting. Uh, and you need to be found on the web. That's like standard now. Everybody has a website now. Right. But even not, if it's just a landing page. Even if it's just a landing page. Okay. You know, you could just have a simple landing page connected to like an email tool. Right. And you could collect emails. Okay. That's um, a, is that a great marketing tool to use? That's, a, that's okay. a great, powerful marketing tool because what you can do with emails is you can start building your email list. Okay. And the name of the game is providing value. So a lot of people want to just make money in the first time, second time. But what you got to do is you got to take a person through a sales process. You got to make them aware of you. Okay. And you got to make them um, generate an interest through value, through, show, through developing trust, showing that you're an authority in that field. Okay. And then they can start like being interested in you. All right. Makes you know, sense. Share information with them. Okay. And then before you know it, it just going to keep seeing you. Like they say it takes about six, seven times you know what? Let me reach out to this dude. Okay. Man, I need a website. You know, they're a person you 
that you go to because you are an authority in that field. Right. And you're not just looking to just sell them a product. Right. You know, trying to build a relationship. Exactly. It's more relationship, more so than transactional. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. Right. Yep. And that's basically the the whole premise that I take is like when I go out and looking for clients, I'm not trying to sell you the first time. Maybe second time, third time, maybe even six, seven times I got to follow up. Okay. Um, but it pays off because before you know it, three people, you build websites for three people, they people see it. Oh, it looks good. As long as you put your foot in it. Right. As long as you make sure you do what you need to do. Right. Um, I don't care if I'm making 500 or 5,000. Yeah. This is my work. This represents me. And I know I'm going to get more work by putting my best work forward. Right. Talk, talk about that Google ranking. Oh, yeah. So Google is the way that you get business, but that's not the only way, but it's one of the biggest search engines. And a lot of people search for stuff when they're looking for products, services, restaurants. Uh, it's the normal thing just to Google yeah. something. Yeah. Right. So if you want to get, because it's nothing just to have a website. Okay, you got a website. Okay, fine. But you want to get found. You want people to find you. You want to drive traffic to that site so you could generate leads. You could sell a product. You could sell a service. Get people to... Uh, you know, be a part of your subscription, whatever you got to offer a value. And in order to do that, you have to deliver content. Content is king. When you and say content, what's content? Content can be a video, okay. an article. Um, it could be a course. Um, information, that's the currency. Like, value. And that's what Google's going to rank you on. And there's certain things that they're looking for. And you got to optimize your page for certain, like, keywords, okay. um, headlines, um, is your website mobile friendly? If it's not mobile friendly, meaning does it look good on all devices? Yeah. Google will penalize you for that. Really? Yes, they will penalize you for that um, because they want to maintain a certain level of quality when it comes mm. to their system. Okay. So the people that's on there, they have to adhere to certain rules. Okay. So you have to make sure you, it looks good on a mobile device because most of the time people are on their mobile device. You know what? You, you're absolutely right because it's times where I would go on to a site these are major corporations. Yeah. And I would get on their, not a mobile site, I would go to their browser, www. whatever, right. and then it's not optimized for nope. my mobile phone. It's not. And really what it, what it does, it frustrates me. And I say, you know what? I'm cool. I'll go to another site unless I really have to do something on that site. Right. But otherwise, I wouldn't really want to use experience. Yeah. It's bad. It's terrible. And a lot of, a lot of companies slack on that, um, especially tech guys that's not really into the marketing side. Right. Or oh, the user experience side, they're more on the technical side. Exactly. I'm just going to build it. But nah, this is a product you're building for a consumer that's non-technical, that doesn't understand certain things that are right. like obvious to you. Exactly. So, yeah. so what about with, with those keywords? Um, I know that you can purchase keywords. And so there's this ranking as yeah. it relates to those. Like, what's your approach with that? If you're sitting down with a client, how do you uh, strategize with them as it relates to uh, marketing with those keywords? For first, I would ask them, like, what keywords do you want to rank for? And then I would look at, okay, which one is highly competitive? Which one is not too competitive? Okay. Because what you want to go for is keywords, long tail keywords that are not that are not too competitive. What do you mean long tail? Okay, so you have short, t short keywords like web developer, okay. Chicago web developer. Okay. Everybody wants to rank for that. It's, it's probably like 60, 70,000 searches online for that. You could have a ton of content and still not rank 
on Google. But if you go for long tail keywords, mm-hmm. like Chicago web developer near me on the South side, the uh-huh. more specific, the less competitive, and the more likely you'll be able to get somebody to click through and end up on the first page. Because right. where you want to be is on the first page and you want to rank for those keywords on the first page when somebody types into a search uh, bar. Now it's going to cost me more money. Well, this is organic search. Okay. This is not paid advertising. Okay. So like, that's what you want to start off with first. Low budget, you're a small business owner. You want to go for organic search and you want to be able to get traffic organically. And you you could even get to a point where you're not even um, paying for advertisement. You're just ranking organically because you have good content mm. and, you're, and you're doing the right things that Google likes. Like you got this a certain number of keywords on the page, a certain number of graphics, a certain number of videos. Um, Because usually what I do is like, I look at your competitors like and see how they're ranking organically. I type in certain keywords you want to rank for. So so let me stop. Hold on for a second. I don't think most web developers actually do that. They're just building a site for you. Like it sounds like you're getting more into the marketing side of things. Yes. To make sure that it's optimized to be able to um, get that traffic to that site. Definitely. I think that's what's... Sounds like that's the value you create. Yes, because, okay, I could build a site for you but and then maintain it, but that's about it. But there's no value for, to that, right. just having a site. You need to drive traffic and generate sales, exactly. generate leads, sell a product, sell a service. Exactly. So I have to buckle down and learn how to optimize a site, yeah. learn about search engine optimization so I can provide as as a service to my clients. Right. And then I'll be able to um, make more reincurring income because there's companies that charge a thousand, five thousand, ten thousand a month to corporations to do search engine optimization. Right. Um, it's, it's a it's big business and it's good and it's good money to be made if you know what you're doing. Exactly. Okay. So back to those keywords. So those keywords. So basically, what you want to do is like. Think about like 10 keywords you want to rank for, long tail keywords, like the more specific, and then type them in into Google and then see who on Google is ranking organically, meaning the first few results will be paid advertisement. You're not looking at that. You're looking at people who just rank organically, naturally, and go on their site and do a search on the site. You could There's like a hot key, like F5, and you could search on each website for certain keywords and see how many times they appear on the website. See how many images they have on the website, on that page. See how many photos, videos, and then mimic that. Compete with them because they're your competitors. Okay. They're the people you're going to compete with for traffic. You're going to start siphoning some of that traffic away from them because yeah. it's competition. That's exactly. what it's about. That's what it's about. Yeah. Free enterprise. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. And um, so, yeah, that's that's where I'm at with it. And, you know, I'm learning. I'm no pro and I'm not charging what the pros charge, but I'm learning and I'm growing. And um, and, I, and that's something definitely I want to offer as a service to my clients. Um, I got a few people I'm working with right now. Yeah, um, including me. Yeah, including you. Right. I got a hair salon. Um, I'm about to start a blog so I can start sharing this information. Um, you can so find... What, what, okay, that's what I'm about to get to. What, what's your website and... How can people find you and the whole nine? Because you got a wealth of information that I think a lot right. of our listeners can can find value in. Definitely. You can find me on um www.plateaudesigns.com. That's P-L-A-T-O-W designs.com. I'm also on Facebook at plateaudesigns.com. I mean at Plateau Designs. So you can find me on there, message me, subscribe to my email on the landing page. Um, and because I'm about to start putting it out there and then just sharing a bunch of tidbits about the internet, how to make money, how to build an app, 
and just a bunch of information that I learned along the way in life. What's the difference with an app and just a regular website? Because right now we're in an app crazy world. There's an app for everything. So, okay, so you got a website, which can really be a web app. So they call it a web app because it has a login. Um, you got to be logged in. You could register. You got a database. Um, you could book an appointment and it has features. It has functionality. You have a website where you just get like, it's like a brochure. Okay. You just get information about products, services. At the most, you might have a contact form. And then you got something that's a little bit more sophisticated that's custom, like like a Google or 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 um a Facebook. That, those are a little bit more sophisticated. And then you got mobile apps. That's the stuff that goes through Google Play um, and to, through the Apple Store. Okay. Then you also have other apps, progressive web apps. Those are like mobile apps that you can install on your phone that don't right. come through okay. um, Google Play and Apple. And okay. they're competing with Google Play and Apple mm. because to get those type of mobile apps created is very expensive. Okay. The company I was working at was charging fifty to 150000 for these mobile apps. Wow. Yeah. It was very expensive. But if you got a progressive web app, it's a little bit more cheaper. Okay. But you could add in push notifications. It okay. can function like a mobile app. So let me ask you this. Right. If I'm a startup, should I go for a website or app or a hybrid of both? Well, it depends on your needs and your demographic of users. You want to make sure you're, you're accessible to your users. So a progressive web app can function like a mobile app and you don't have to break the bank to do it. Okay. You could have push notifications. Right. Um, you could have uh, data that's like offline. So right. a lot of mobile apps have offline where you could access information offline. Okay. Podcast offline, yeah. audio, everything offline. So Progressive web apps have that. So it's a good alternative right. if you don't have the money to, to spend on a regular mobile app. So that, um, if I'm just starting out, what kind of budget I need to kick off to at least have me some kind of web web presence? I would say, I mean, if you want to do it yourself, you can- No, hire, hiring someone. Hiring no, someone? I want to do it the right way. So I would say anywhere from, at the least, if you're trying to get a few pages, maybe 500. Right. But it- it could be upwards of like fifty to fifty thousand to a hundred thousand, but I would say a couple, at least a couple grand, right? Put away, okay. So you could get something that's quality, okay. Because a lot of people develop websites, but people, some, a lot of people don't work on their craft and get better and learn about design patterns and okay. uh, design principles, white space, and how to okay. lay stuff on the site and uh, bring out and make something pop. A lot of people don't work on it; they just use templates and, okay, right. and stop okay. there. So you you do front end and back end. Yeah. And if you can explain to the audience what that is, I had learned a little bit about yeah. that. Like some people only do back end, some people only do front end, but to do both, that's value. Well, I would say it like this. In technology, you want to specialize. So if you do front end, front end is like HTML, CSS, JavaScript. That's everything that you see on the front. When you um, actually see on, yeah. on the page. Yeah. Okay. So... It has so much going on with that stuff. You could literally specialize in that and make a whole lot of money. Okay. And then you have the back end. You got people who work on the database and deal with like all the business logic, the business data, and handle like uh, e-commerce and okay. build like the 
tables and structures where you hold all your information. Social okay. security number, all that stuff. Everything is not seen. Everything is not seen. Security. And security. Like yes, right, exactly. Right. So a lot of people tend to specialize, but if you're a full stack, yeah. you won't be a specialist. You'll you'll know a lot of stuff about the front and a lot of stuff about the back. But a lot of people like doing that because yeah. you could build a whole project. Exactly. Which what I'm starting to become but I'm stronger on the front end than the back end because okay. I've done it longer okay. but I'm in the back end now I got a second app that I built hooked up a database to okay. and I'm building it out and because I got some software in mind that I want to build okay. so I want to learn how to do the back end so I can plug in the database and get a okay. working prototype going Perfect. so yeah so like front end of back end would be like SQL That's, you know you're building uh, tables for databases and you got like uh, Mongo and you got like all these backend languages right. that you got to learn. So like, it's all about what you into. If you creative and you, you know, you like a little technical stuff, yeah. front end. Okay. If you just mainly technical, you don't want to see the colors. You don't, you don't want to create the user experience and, and make it look good in the back end. You okay. can just deal with that. Now, one, one thing that we, we talked about, and this will be the last thing, uh, was security. Okay. Google does something where um, basically... You were talking about how they will know, like, they won't accept your site if the security parameters not yeah. in place. Yeah. So, like, what I'm noticing with a lot of, like, even when I was, like, cold calling and researching yeah. business owners, like, if you look at the top left corner in the browser, it says not secure. If you ever see a site like that, that's a not a secure site. So, don't use that. Don't use that it. site. Okay. Don't, don't submit any information. You probably don't even want to go on that site. Okay. Because it's vulnerable to hackers. Okay. So you always want to go on, on a site that has an SSL certificate. That's okay. a security socket layer. And what that does is create a, a secure link be, between any information that's being submitted to the website and going to the database. Because okay. in transition, hackers can take your information and transition if it's not secure. Exactly. And it's usually like visual cues that you need to look out for, like green. If it's green and it's like protected, it's usually, okay, that's good. It has an SSL certificate. Okay. And it has like a little lock pad. Right. That's what you usually look for to make sure it's protected. Okay. So um, that's what you want to focus on because if not, Google will find that and then they'll penalize you and it won't rank your site. It may wow. push you off of Google because they wow. don't want to send people to sites not that's not secure. Site. Exactly. Like if you ever go on a site and you Google say, this is not a private connection. Like, it, it'll let you go on the site for a while, but after a while, they'll start showing that, like, this is not a private connection. Do okay. you still want to go in here? Okay. And you don't ever want somebody to see That's that. basically like saying danger. Though. Yeah, exactly. Okay. And you don't want everybody, anybody to see that when you're trying to go on somebody's site. Okay. Yeah. Well, cool, man. Well, thanks a lot, man. I appreciate definitely. you coming through, dropping a, a load of education on this, man. Definitely. So, um, definitely check this brother out. Uh, Jerry Boney, Plateau Designs. Um, let's give all the information out again for our listeners. Yeah, definitely. You could get me on uh, www.plateaudesigns.com. That's P-L-A-T-O-W designs.com. I'm on Facebook too, at Plateau Designs. Um, you can message me, reach out. You need a website. You got an idea for an app. Um, you know, I'm here to do business uh, and get that money with you. <laughs> no doubt. I like that. Well, thank you all for tuning in. It's been another great episode of Escaping the Odds, uh, where we say opportunities over penitentiaries. This brother here has uh, overcome odds and has really done great things, man. And so I'm looking forward to working with him. And um, take care, everybody. And also make sure you all review. Um, I'm on Stitcher, Apple, uh, iHeartRadio, Pandora, Spotify. 
Y'all continue to check me out, subscribe, support. Thank you all for tuning in. Episode 10. Thank you. Peace. You know what free is? What's free? Free is when nobody else can tell us what to be. Free is when the TV ain't controlling what we see. Told my n****s I need you. Through all the fame, you know I stay true. Pray my n****s stay free. Made a few mistakes, but this ain't where I want to be. Before I'm judged by 12, put a 12 on.